What if your faith could become more than just a story? What if your faith could be as gentle as a dove and as wise as a serpent? What if your faith could become as bold as a lion? What if your faith could become lethal? My name is Blake Harris, and I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Knight. And here on the Lethal Faith Podcast, we're here to give your faith some lethality. Hey guys, we are back for another Lethal Faith podcast. As always, we welcome you here and uh, happy to have you listening. And always, don't forget to subscribe and to share our podcast and even share our page uh, on Facebook at the Never Before Project. Uh, and you can even find us online at the Never Before Project uh, TV. And so, always take a look up us there. We've got tons of news uh, and things that come out all the time changing and we try to keep you up to date with the latest research uh, that's coming out about biblical evidence and, and just the science uh, sometimes behind our faith. And so uh, as always, man, I love this. You know? you know, Blake, I've been studying this week to go speak uh, at a, um, for the state ministers meeting in, a, uh, in Ohio and I'm absolutely flabbergasted at the, the power and the precision of secular philosophy and what that really means and then the church's inability to answer the questions. Yeah. You know, everywhere, I've read, I don't have many books and resources this week, everywhere they praise Marxism. Yeah. They praise Karl Marx, who murdered millions of people. And it's everywhere. And then I think about the church and how they need answers. Like today, we're going to talk about something that when I first looked at it, I kind of grinned and thought, mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. Something as simple as the coexistence of humans and dinosaurs. Now, before you start laughing, I know all of us were taught in school that dinosaurs could not and did not live on the same stratification of the, of, of the earth as man. Because each period, according to evolution actually gave birth to specific species, like birds preceded mammals and mammals came after birds and, and complex life forms um, are still found at the lowest stratification of the earth, which is a major problem for evolutionists. But I was kind of shocked. I don't know how you feel, but I was kind of shocked at the evidence yeah, you're right. You know, I would say I was kind of shocked, but, you know, I grew up and they always told me my, my grandmother rode a dinosaur, so yeah. I just kind of <laughs> believed it, you yeah, know? Yeah, I'd like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, but, it, you know, when you really dive into it, you know, and, and you're right. I remember growing up through school, elementary school, they that's what they all told us. There's no way humans lived among dinosaurs. It was impossible, right? And so, you know, to come to find out that, man, this is – a very, very, very real possibility that we walked among dinosaurs, which I think is super cool because I'd totally be trying to ride a T-Rex right now. Yeah, it's like that uh, show I watched when I was a kid, Land of the Lost, scared the living bejeebies out of me. But I realize now that even evolutionists don't believe that was ever possible, that a T-Rex and a human being lived on the same world. But you know, if we really look at scientists and, and even people, Blake, like in Lethal Faith family, like Richard Dawkins, mm -hmm. he himself has said that if 
we can prove that dinosaurs and humans walked on the same stratification, the level of the earth, that it would blow evolution out the water. But what we're finding, I don't know how you've been in researching for this, but I've been absolutely shocked. And this isn't a Christian thing. So we're not just looking and cherry-picking Christian paleontologists. That's right. These are secular paleontologists. One of them's Russian, for yeah. Pete's sakes. Yeah. So Lethal Faith family, uh, guys, let's get into this. Over the years, a large number of fossilized human tracks have been reported in various locations around the world. And it's not one, it's not two, we're not even talking about four or five, we're talking about bunches. That's right. Uh, I know, like, if you can just do a quick Google search, I think I missed this in the last podcast about this, is that quick Google search, man, they pop up everywhere. I mean, you would not believe the amount of just pictures that are out there that show human footprints Right beside a dinosaur. a dinosaur. And I'm glad you brought that up because I want all of you to go to neverbefore.tv and go to the dialogue where we talk about our podcast. And uh, we're excited because that website's getting ready to get a major revamping. But we're going to put some pictures on there uh, of what we're talking about and some links so you can go look at this. And we'd like to have a conversation with you. Go to neverbefore.tv and start a conversation with us about this subject. So let's talk about the first one, Peluki River, which is actually in Glen Rose, Texas. And Blake, one of the things that I got, uh, that I'm amazed about is how many of these are in the United States. Yes, absolutely. And so what they, at this place called the Dinosaur Valley State Park, there are many dinosaur tracks that have been found along the river and a large number have been excavated to preserve them from erosion. So we're not talking about one or two tracks. Mm -hmm. We're talking thousands of tracks in yes. some of these circumstances. So many dinosaur tracks were found, but they have also been um, found next to human tracks in the same rock layer. The technical word, I guess, would be uh, the stratification of the earth, yeah. which is not supposed to happen. And so when they begin to look at it, there, uh, but there have been uh, human tracks found on the same rock layer. And um, even uh, th this specific one, there came a time when people who are creationists, pure creationists, believe six literal days and that kind of stuff, they stopped using this uh, Peluxi um, uh, exhibit to talk about human dinosaur or humans and dinosaurs on the same level. But what they found... Until they stopped, they stopped talking about it until they found the, what they call the feminine print, mm -hmm. which is a human track inside a dinosaur track. Oh, wow. And uh, that kind of caused them to really uh, have to admit, uh, and there's all kinds of science uh, mm -hmm. about how you would know whether that was carved or if you could even carve a human footprint in a limestone yep. or a dopamite track. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and like, even beside that, like, like the first time they really found something here at the river basin was in like 1908. Wow. So it's not like it's just some new evidence that's popped up. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. they really begin to take uh, some photographs like in the 1940s uh, and, and really begin to uh, kind of figure out, okay, where is this actually coming from? Because they were really perplexed whenever they found these things because they just kind of stumbled upon them one day and was like, whoa, what do we got here? And so they had no idea. Yeah, Blake, you're on my soapbox because if someone and i believe the earth is younger than older 
I, and I used to be a theistic evolutionist. Mm-hmm. It was my view. And as I began to look at the science, you can go to neverpoor.tv and watch an hour and 45-minute video I did for Perry Stone at his convention, his church that he had in front of 2,000 people. I highly recommend that video. Uh, that's, you know, highly visual. And I, I had to begin to change because I realized, and, and I said all that to say this, it's something I've really looked at. So if they come to me tomorrow or come to you and they say, we found definitive proof that evolution is true and that the earth is actually older than younger and it's definitive, then that doesn't change anything for me theologically because yeah. God is the creator. Yeah. Now, I know Logos um, would agree with me and I know... Uh, uh, the Creation um, Museum would disagree with me, mm-hmm. and that's okay. I, I just want to keep an open mind about this, and I do believe that God has the power to speak in six little days and create the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how God did these things, okay, Blake? But yeah. I know God did them. That's right. Um, and, but, and, I, and I said all of that to say this, Blake. When you talked a while ago about about how they, what would you say, since 1908? Yeah. I really see intellectually of an intellectual dishonesty with scientists on this subject. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right on that because, like, in, in 1908, there, you're not that far removed from them actually finding the very first bones yes, of a right. dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like 1870-something, 80-something, yeah. 86, I believe mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, I mean, so you're not that far away. So the science of them <laughs> discovering all these things is, is still really new. So it's not like they're out there trying to say, well, let's just go ahead and make this up right now. They had no idea what they were finding. Why I'm laughing, Blake, is because and we'll get to this at this podcast or the next one but the man that found the first dinosaur he found a tooth Mm -hmm. he really didn't find it his wife found it so talk about misogynist oh yeah you know they call conservatives misogynists all the time uh am i saying that word right i think so yeah okay (laughs) so when we go back to paluxy uh, river basin they found what's called a delk print and it shows a human footprint intruded by a tridactyl dinosaur print which can vary, uh, and they can verify, and this is what I thought was so interesting, Lethal Faith Family, the compression density because of modern-day science below the tracks. So they know and can know by science whether someone faked those tracks, whether someone carved those tracks, if it was just simple graffiti mm-hmm. from the 21st century. But they, they know because they verified the compressions, <coughs> excuse me, and the test proved that the track was not carved. But yet scientists say that part of the stratification was 120 million years old. And then you've got this lady named Mary Leakey, who's famous, um, Laetoli, mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing yep. that right, in Tanzania. Um, she had the Zappa tracks, uh, which was found in Permian limestone in New Mexico, which was thought to be 250 million years old. But what we see is that it's clearly a human footprint. Yeah, uh, you're right. Um, uh, Marleke's uh, is uh, universally accepted as a, as a hominoid, a humanoid. I can't say that word. <laughs> There's a lot of big words here that I can't pronounce. <laughs> but that rock layer was 3.5 to 3.7 million year, years old. That's what they say. Mm-hmm. And it's too old for homo sapiens. It's impossible to find, and, and what we're talking about, and if you watch the video at number4.tv, you will find 
that a footprint of a human being and a footprint of an ape are two distinct things by the structure of the foot. It takes, uh, number one, a foreman in the middle of your skull, underneath your skull, to walk on two legs. It takes the foreman in the back for you to walk on four legs. So just the foreman tells you how the creature would walk and how it would not walk. Well, Blake, when they begin to look at these, they, they can know by the footprint because of pedalotal motions mm-hmm. that you and I walk in is distinctly human. You can call it a Neanderthal. You can call it prehistoric man. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But at the end of the day, it had a soul and walked on two legs. Yeah, you're right. And, the way, and you're right. The way we walk is very distinctive. A matter of fact, I had a friend who was uh, going through uh, military training to be, I don't know, some special ops or something like that and he told me they like they like captured him like in this fake capture and they tell him all right we're gonna let you run right and you just got to go hide somewhere try to escape and he's like okay so i go so he, he's telling me the story how he ran and hide and and all this and other things and uh and they found him right and he thought he had really covered his tracks well and what he told me was this <laughs> no pun intended that's right <laughs> he, he told me that they found him because he was right-handed Wow, and it was because that he because he was right-handed, he stepped harder with his right foot, and that's how they knew it was him that they found. So we we even like step the way we step is very distinct to even our own lives. I mean, so like that's really incredibly powerful. There's tremendous science behind that. That's amazing. I've never heard a story like that. Well, you know, we don't just have three examples. We actually have the Zapata uh, mm-hmm. uh, tr- uh, tracks that's actually in New Mexico, thought to be 250 million years old, and the foot was shaped like an hourglass. And people who are critics of this said it's almost too perfect. It, it cannot be perfect. But they found, however, that mud push-up was clearly visible on the tracks, mm-hmm. and the matrix was extremely hard to cut out. So the rock stratification... And the science behind how paleontologists and geologists actually engage in these things is extremely um, amazing to me. They can tell whether someone messed with those tracks or not, whether they were carved or not. Which I think is really fascinating that, that we have the science to even be able to, to do that. These, uh, yep, these tracks were made of limestone and 30% silica, which makes carving completely or almost unlikely. Yeah, so to just to be able to, I'm kind of blown away by that science right there, you yeah. know. And so you know the them them just saying that the making the carving would be quite unlikely, even though like it really looks perfect. I mean that that that's that's really fascinating. To well, me. Here, here's a fifth one, Blake. Um, the Rebeldo. There's not one. There's not two or three footprints. There are thousands. thousands. That's right. Of footprints. And invertebrate traits that represent dozens of different kinds of animals, and they're great quality. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about thousands of human footprints, and we're talking about traits that represent very distinctive species. You remember in the introduction, we we said, you know, uh, mammals were supposed to be created here, birds were supposed to be created here, and it's considered the most important Permia stratocyte ever discovered because they've named each level of the Earth uh, stratification. And paleontologists, when you read the writings and the science, actually mm-hmm. say it's very problematic. Yeah, you know, uh, 
And if you really want, you can actually go and tour this site uh, where all these thousands of footprints are. So you could actually see this for yourself. Um, it's like a huge national monument where you can go to. Um, but they even talk about how one track has a three-toed animal uh, that took a few steps and then just disappeared. Which is, in the Lethal Faith family, the problem with that is that it can't be there, according to evolutionary theory. Because a bird cannot precede, or a mammal cannot precede a bird, and it and a human being cannot precede the bird. In other words, the what it says when it says when Blake said to you that it was three toed animal, it actually means that it took a couple steps and then flew away. And these these are the words of paleontologists. That's right. Birds were not supposed to be alive during the Permian stratification. And there are several tracks. There's not just one or two. There's mm -hmm. dozens of tracks like this. And one of them, which I thought was fascinating, Blake, actually looked like a bear. Wow. Had five arched toes just like a bear. Mammals are not supposed to be at this stratification of the earth. But they know geologists and scientists, and people need to realize the role of geologists in apologetics and archaeology today. Mm -hmm. They're very important. They actually know that... the. Uh, uh, that it is the Permia stratus. There's no doubt in their mind what strata we're on here. Right. But mammals can't be there, humans can't be there, and birds can't be there, but yet we find all three. Yeah, that, that, that's right. I mean, that it, it really is quite puzzling. I mean, because when you, you know, I'm just kind of thinking in my head, all my life I've been told this is impossible. Right. Right. All of my life. It's but the Bible has never said that, and we'll get into that probably in the next podcast. That's right. You know, I, I mean, but just to, to think that a bear, a bear walked among dinosaurs. We have footprints. Even the Smithsonian said, this is what their article was said. It said, mm -hmm. petrified footprints, a puzzling parade of Permenia beast. Yeah. Incredible stuff, right? <laughs> Look. So that's the, the fifth one. We even have more than that. So there is the Meister print, all right? I'm Mr. Meister. Burger Meister. <laughs> yeah, the Burger I'm, Meister, yeah. Meister Burger. <laughs> I love that Christmas I show. too. And so it's found in Utah, uh, and it's actually in a block of shade. Um, and it was first published in a CRS quarterly. I don't know what the CRS is, though. Um, do you? No, I don't. I don't know either. Um, it is a footprint contains a... Trilobite fossil. What is a trilobite? Now, when you get to trilobites, you're looking... Charles Darwin, in all six origins of the species that he wrote, people don't realize he didn't write one. He wrote six of them. He revised it. And his fears today about evolution are worse today than what they were 150 years ago or 200 right. years ago, whatever. And a trilobite would be at the lowest stratus, stratification of the fossil mm -hmm. uh, or the, of the earth. So he, Charles Darwin said that underneath the Cambrian fossil stratification, which is as low as we had been in the 1800s, that we must find intermediate life forms. In other words, a duck with half of a bill developed, a, uh, a bird with half with just one wing, right. uh, a, a, um, a mammal in the process of developing into a whale, which I find absolutely asinine. <laughs> but trilobites would be underneath dinosaurs, humans, birds, mammals, everything. And what Darwin said had to happen 
for his theory to be relative is for them to begin to find intermediate life forms at this stratification. But that's not what they're finding, Blake. No. They're actually finding, and I quote a secular um, a news organization that said, jaw-dropping complexity. So a trilobite would be something that they have found that has a structure, an anus, eyeballs, a reproductive system, a vertebrae, uh, things that were fully formed and functioning, not mm-hmm. developing. And this would be under the Cambrian fossil stratification. Listen, the next thing that they found there, which I think is incredible, is they found a fossilized shoe. Where did they find that at? Uh, that It's in uh, the, the same place. Uh, it's found in Utah, um, and it's right what, next what? to a dinosaur track uh, near the Tuba City, Arizona. Well, one of the things I want you to realize what Blake just said is they found in the Triassic stratification, which we know is where dinosaurs go, but um, it was a human footprint. Yeah. Humans cannot be there according to evolutionary theory. Well, I, I think it's fascinating that, it, you know, that they're saying it's a shoe sole. You know, and they found us. Yeah, that's amazing, too. Uh, they, they've taken photo mic graphic analysis and they indicated that the human-like impression were created by pressures with smooth surfaces it's amazing to me Blake that they know how a footprint was pressurized and therefore can tell the density and the compression of a footprint or whether it was carved in the rock or not Mm -hmm. or whether it was made by human beings and so this fossil footprint of a human is right next to a dinosaur and if that's not enough you know, in Turkestan, Turkmenia, uh, uh, a professor at the Institute of Geology reported in 1983 that he'd found a set of footprints in the Mesozoic stratification, which is, you know, prehistoric. And he found over 1,500 dinosaur tracks in the mountains. Now, number one, in the mountains, okay. <laughs> Of the Republic, and along with human footprints next to the prehistoric animals. In um, Moscow News in 1983, and Russia is a communistic country at this time, the Soviet Union, and uh, rather atheist, uh, they had a, a whole um, article about it called Tracking Dinosaurs, and the geologist said, I'm shocked. And he calls it, a, he said it's definitively a human footprint. And he confirmed that it was on the same plateau as dinosaur tracks and that the age of the footprint was around 150 million years old. And he said, if this is true, it would create a revolution in the science of men. That's right. You know, but it's funny that, you know, we kind of talked about them being disingenuous uh, about these things. Uh, but they go on to even talk about how. It could even be an extraterrestrial. That's so dumb. You know, that gets on my nerves. I got a minute. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that really, really gets me going, Blake. Because Richard Dawkins, I don't know if you've seen the movie. I forgot the name of the movie. We took our small group to see it, and he's interviewed in it. And he admitted, because this guy pushed him, who's a Jewish man, pushed him to admit that dinosaurs, or no, excuse me, man had to have a certain chemical, biochemical makeup, and that where did those principles of life come from? And Richard Dawkins looked at that man as serious as a heart attack and said, they came, what I believe is that an extraterrestrial being 
put a crystal on his back. And I wish I was joking. And I've not been drinking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> put a crystal on his back and came to earth, almost like the form of Scientology in a, a weird way, came to earth and seeded life on earth. And he's more willing and more apt to use the word extraterrestrial or an alien than he is to use the word God. And that is the kind of bias we want parents and church leaders and students, teenagers, to listen, and college students, young adults, to listen. There is an intellectual dishonesty going on in the area of evolution, in the area of science, and they don't will not entertain anything else. Yeah, you're right. I mean... You know, he, saying that, it makes me think of everybody's fascination with UFOs right now. You know, and of course, the, the U.S. government just released all kinds of footage about UFOs. And, man, people are eating it up. They're like, look, we got proof of aliens. We ain't got no proof, ladies and gentlemen. Zero. Zilch. And yet, here we are. We have real proof from real fossilized records. And they're saying they don't exist. Well, you, we can even go as close to as Berea College in Kentucky, where um, I think it was a paleontologist or a geologist. Forgive me, I don't know the exact person, but they found human footprints uh, in sandstone in an upper, an upper carbon carbon furious period, and it was in, investigated by scientists, numbers of scientists, and and Scientific America, a geologist named Albert Ingalls said, if any man or ape man existed as far back as this period, it would shake up geologists to the point they should go drive trucks and leave the, the theory of geology and the, the work of geologists alone. They better start leaving. <laughs> yeah, Ingalls even suggested, and I thought this was hilarious, I laughed out loud, Blake, mm -hmm. that to explain how they found dinosaur footprints and human footprints on the same stratification, he said that there was an amphibian that was identified, that was probably more, it was done by an amphibian. Uh, in other words, there was a, an amphibian, um, a frog or something that had human footprints. So we're talking about like Aquaman here? It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It really is crazy. You know, it takes more faith to be an atheist or to believe in evolution without God or evolution, period, than it does to have faith that God created the heavens and the earth. <laughs> That's the truth. That one really is laughable. <laughs> like, I can't. You know what Richard Dawkins said about that? He said, if that's true, it would blow the theory of evolution out of the water. He said in Free Inquiry in 2001. But here's the point, Blake. The Piltdown Man was a mm -hmm. bold-faced lie. We yep. know it was a fraud. It was taught in school books for years as being a prehistoric man. Not only that, you look at Lucy, mm -hmm. that we now know was an ape, but if you still go to museums, she's presented as having human pedalatal feet, and yep. it was the case in New York uh, National right. History Museum the last time I was there, but we never found her bones. That's right. We've never found her feet bone, excuse me. We found her upper body, but we never found her feet bone. And the British, uh, the BBC, British Broadcasting Communication uh, Television, actually admitted uh, on a uh, documentary that they had to shave her femur down, or her, her, um, pelvis? Heel, her pelvis down so that she would walk on two legs. And then artists take all kinds of... Uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? All kinds of uh, liberties uh, yes. in, in building these models in these museums. And uh, so you have this problem with Lucy, but even the Scopes Monkey Trial, that I guess the anniversary was a couple of weeks ago. I think so. And one of those lawyers, a lot of people don't know this, but one of those lawyers uh, is actually buried in Paducah, Kentucky. 
Yeah. I never right. knew that. Uh, and so, but here's the point about the Scopes Monkey Trial. And if you don't know what the Scopes Monkey Trial is, it's weird. In Tennessee, they had this trial. It was evolution against creationism, and evolutionary uh, um, uh, theories won, and they won in court to get evolution taught in the schools and for creationism not to be taught in the schools. But here's what nobody wants to talk about, Blake. They had one exhibit in that period of time, the early 1900s, and what won that trial was that he had a tooth of a prehistoric man. Well, that was before DNA. That was before we had the science, uh, the CT scans to know how pressure made a footprint in mud that's mm -hmm. thousands or millions of years old. And we now know that what won the Scopes monkey trial was a tooth of a pig. Yeah, that's right. I remember reading that. Can you imagine? Well, <laughs> last week Blake talked about fossilized things. You know, we found a fossilized hammer. And it was in the same strata as a dinosaur footprint. There was this fisherman named Max Han near London, Texas. And he was out on a stroll with his family. And he found an object protruding out of a rock. And it was a piece of wood. And the handle had been coalified, almost turned into coal uh, with quartz. And the test proved that the metal was 96% iron and 1.4% sulfur, and that the rock layer contained lower crustacean fossils. So it, it fossils came from the crustacean period. And hammer, the hammer itself was found to be part of the lower crustacean uh, Edwards Plateau. And so if evolutionists are true, that's 140 million years old, but it was found right along with dinosaur prints. Geological changes take place slowly. Blake taught us that uh, last week. Footprints made out of mud would obliterate by wind and rain long before the prints were ever covered by new sediments and hardened into rock. So to, to make a fossil is not an easy thing. That's right. Well, I mean, you, you're talking about the hammer. The, the hammer alone blows away the, the theory of evolution, even when it comes to man alone. Because you're saying, well, this existed 140 million years ago. Well, they, they said that man was Neanderthals, that we couldn't think like this, and we, we couldn't even build... Uh, uh, you know, complex uh, machinery or, or even uh, make iron and things like that, much less make a, a whole hammer out of it. I mean, so they're saying, well, now they are smart enough. You know, I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. You know, the more you study it, the crazier it gets from their side, you know, and uh, I, I always find that fascinating. Well, we've not just found them. Uh, we're getting ready to close. In America, we found it in, in uh, Jerusalem, west of Jerusalem. There was an exposed rock, and there was a left foot, right foot sequence fossilized in dolomite, wow. which forms only under extreme environments and where dinosaurs could never have possibly lived because dinosaurs could not live when dolomite is being created. So, so how, how, let me back up real fast. So what is dolomite, and what do you mean by how it's created? Well, dolomite is kind of like a, in my understanding, a, 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 like limestone or okay. a, a certain kind of uh, rock formation. And it takes an ocean to form dolomite. You know, like I would say concrete. It takes yeah. water to form concrete. Well, to have dolomite, you, you have to have um, an ocean. And there's no way for dinosaurs to have lived there because dinosaurs, number one, could make these footprints under the ocean. Maybe they're super tall. I don't know. And so, Blake, it will close this out in just a minute. But Lethal Faith family, 
these things are true. These things uh, appear to be true. These things are scientifically um, established and confirmed. However, a paleontologist who's an evolutionist or maybe even a Christian evolutionist uh, would say to us that uh, we all have the same uh, evidence. We interpret them in different ways. But what we do know is that dinosaur footprints, based on science by people who are not necessarily Christians, I actually don't know of the faith of any of them that we've mentioned today. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I do know that they, many of them lost their job and were ostracized, yes. fired, because of what they wrote, and they simply wrote what they found. And so there's a problem. And so we need to be able to answer to our kids and our, our, our churches that you were created in the image of God, and God loves you, and God has formed you in His image. And if there's ever been a message that we need uh, in the church today is that you're formed in the image of God, male and female, and that God wants to do a wonderful work in your life, and that just because someone uses the science word doesn't yeah. always mean it's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, next week, uh, I'm excited to pick up the podcast again. And next week, we're going to be talking about biblical names of dinosaurs and where do, what does the Bible actually say about dinosaurs. So you don't want to miss out on this one, guys. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. And as always, keep it lethal.